Yo, it's Julian on the Brown Note, and I'm doing a couple of um, films that passed me by in the in the horror realm um, because I saw them back to back, and I had quite strong opinions about them. Uh, I just reviewed the awful Ghostbusters 2016. I didn't expect it to be that bad. It Chapter Two. Now, the Stephen King novel It isn't one of the most acclaimed of all time, but I think it is one of the greatest horror novels of all time. So Lord of the Rings of Horror, I read it at school twice and I didn't read all the Stephen King novels, but it really did move me. I think there are writers like Tolkien and Stephen King which may not construct a paragraph as lyrically as Marcel Proust, but they do two critical things very well. They create characters you fall in love with, which is, I've spoken about the Star Wars old versus new paradox where it wasn't the special effects it was that we loved those characters that made those films enduring classics and the phantom menace era or the um the attack of the clones era we never ever loved those anemic bland characters but stephen king and tolkien create characters that you fall in love with and secondly they are great storytellers um, so I actually had, I loved that book. I thought it was unfilmable due to its vast scope and length and some of the content being so objectionable. There is the famous sex scene between children in it, um, but there's also the scope of it as well. And the first one came out to record-breaking box office and acclaim, but I didn't like it. Um, I think my biggest problems with it, and, and I know now that it is because it had a different structure to the novel, in the novel, we go backwards and forwards, so you get these um, kids growing up, all bullied and harassed and abused and so on, growing up in the town of Derry on the sort of main coast in America, typical Stephen King small town, that are tormented by this character, It, which has become synonymous with this demonic clown. As we all know, clowns are the scariest and most appalling beings in the universe, so it really struck a chord. But where the book, where the first film went wrong for me, it had it only focused on the kids, and I thought that would be a really good idea to focus on the kids in the first movie. And twenty-seven years later, when they realised they didn't really kill it, and it's come back again. So this creature, it sleeps for twenty-seven years and comes back and murders loads of people, and then goes back to sleep. Um, the and, and focus on the adults in the second film, but it didn't work. Um, it didn't really work. I liked the kids. I thought the performances and the story of the kids was good, but I never got any sense of it. Um, I didn't like the clown. I didn't like um, Bill Skarsgård's performance as the clown. Um, I he was so manic and upbeat and chipper and like he was on helium and. It, that's not how I pictured the character. I pictured the character of it being like a cobra or something that could hypnotize people. He was um, specifically targeting children because they were scared more. And, I, and I, I always pictured him being this quite slow, hypnotic thing and just getting bashed over the head by Skarsgård's manic over-the-top performance he really grated on me so I didn't think they did justice to the character of it because in the book the character of it isn't the clown it's virtually the town we come to realize that the character of it landed on earth pre-human and it had always been there and it became like this metaphor for 
that almost the closest that Stephen King has come to being David Lynch. It became a metaphor for this beautiful white picket fence world where under the surface there was one of the kids was um, subject to physical abuse and probably sexual abuse that tainted her life. There was lots of darkness under the surface of this town and it was supposed to represent this malaise that had fallen onto this town. Um, and I just got the impression that it was a clown going around being the stab-happy clown, and it didn't really do anything for me. So I was left very underwhelmed, and I never bothered watching the sequel because I thought, well, where can it go? Um, this time around, we get um, a pretty amazing uh, cast. So it winds forward 27 years. All of the adults are doing their own thing in the world, and all of them have forgotten what they did as children and forgotten the character of it. Apparently, the further you get from the town, your memories fade. And when they come back, because one of the characters left behind um, is pulling them back because the murders have started again, so they know that they didn't kill it, which they thought they had. But Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, um, you know, these are pretty big names. So they, they flesh out a decent cast for this film. It didn't get good reviews. It got pummeled a bit by critics. It still did great at the box office. So I was expecting zero. Instead, I got the film I wanted in the first film. Um, it's been called very, very drifty and very long, but I actually like that about it. I actually thought that I, I, for the first time, I felt that I was in the world of it. I really like the segregated um, parts of the film. I like the bit where the adults come together and decide that they need to go and find um, a talisman on their own. Something that connects them individually to what happened in the past. So they each get these mini movies. And I thought that worked really well. Um, I, I thought even the um, kids who still remain from the first film, I thought the stuff with the kids in was better uh, this time around. It's a, it's a quite nasty film. Um, it's not always that scary, but there are times when it is. But I got a much better sense in this film of this vast metaphysical being it. Um, here they touch on the fact that the its first enemy were the Native Americans, um, and that it had been here since beyond time and had landed from outer space. The end of the novel, it takes you to the very edge of the universe and beyond it is very trippy and out there everyone who's already remembers the turtle from out space um so it gets really interesting and they i thought that they were going to leave that out um but they 50 percent referenced all of that sort of out out outer world thing i thought the effects especially during those parts were really really good so many other times they were a bit cheap, but um, it wasn't an expensive film. It was like 70 million, which, given the first film did nearly half a billion at the box office, I'm not sure why they didn't pump a bit more money in. But I liked the fact that it was so episodically meandering through. I actually felt like I was in the world of it, the novel, which um, I didn't expect at all after the first film. I didn't think... I thought Chastain and, and McAvoy were in holding patterns. I don't think they gave us much... Um, um, considering that they're superb actors. So I didn't think they give, gave us that much, but Bill Hader is absolutely brilliant. And I think uh, Jay Ryan as well was um, really, really good. Um, but it's Hader's film for me. Um, and I, I just think that they... 
the balancing act between constantly flipping like segregating all the characters for much of the movie and then constantly flipping between the younger selves and older selves i really thought worked i thought it gave a much better in, uh, feel of the the novel and of how wide-ranging everything that happened was um so um it's virtually impossible to go through the end of the novel and film that I'm not sure how you would ever even do that, to be honest. But um, they give it a really good stab. So I think this is an underrated film. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. And uh, it's nearly three hours long. It, I thought, earned the time. I, don't, I think the, the, the length of time it took and the more deliberate pace, um, I thought, suited the content of the book a lot more. So I'm going to give it chapter two. A very solid 7.5 out of 10.